I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. I'll tell you what, we're covering all kinds of guns here lately these days. I've even got one coming up uh, about some Arabic firearms. And uh, I'm not talking those old ones. I'm talking about some uh, ones that I uh, came across. And uh, I'd like to talk about them maybe in a little while. And we'll see what we can do with that. But anyway, right now, I I got got a... an email a fellow wants to see uh about mauser c96 broom handle pistol guy never left his name but i said well what the hell you know let's do this you know we're here equal opportunity it's one of those guns that uh, turned heads in great number of shooters over the years from soldiers to generals to dictators to royals they've all holstered the unconventional c96 broom handle mauser to seemingly elicit this very response from would-be onlookers. Now, yet, uh, aside from its design choices, as well as you see, it's, it's got flaws too, the C96 pistol was chambered in either 7.63 by 25 or 9mm. And it was considered one of the best sidearm options out there when it was first uh, brought out in 1896. Now, the, the reigning high-velocity pistol of the day, the world would not see a hotter handgun until the introduction of the 357 Magnum cartridge in 1935. And around the turn of the century, it seemed like just about everyone from Germany to China was making them. Now, this one was actually, I read a, a quote, and it said it was the gun that Mauser didn't want made. Really. Now, despite the name Paul Miser didn't design the Mauser C96. Now, credit goes to the uh, free, uh, Fidelli brothers. Now, Fidel, Friedrich, and Joseph. Fidel was uh, a higher up in one of Mauser's workshops, and he and his brothers worked up a prototype in this facility without the knowledge and then against the wishes of Fidel's big, uh, bo- uh, big name boss. So, uh, for what they called it, they called it the P7 dot uh, dot 63 or the federal pistol now in spite of his reservations about the broom handle gun mauser was a businessman first as it turns out most gun tycoons are and uh, with that oddly alluring design finalized in 96 he uh, put the pistol into production at his uh, oberndorf necker factory in germany Uh, originally called the Mauser Military Pistol in hopes of courting lucrative military contracts, not a single country's armed forces adopted it as their primary sidearm. Though this didn't stop old Mauser from uh, continuing production of the weapon until 1939 as as the gun caught fire on the commercial market in other countries. Now the first group of truly to embrace the pistol were British officers and this was largely the fault of legendary British gunmakers Wesley Richards, 
who uh, imported and resold C-96s for private purchase, usually from, uh, from military personnel. Now, this lead to a ta uh, led rather to a taste for imported room handles among the middle and upper classes, and the C-96 sold out in its first year. And uh, it would maintain this pace right up until the start of World War I. Now, the first C-96s were pure, unabite, unorthodox handguns. A box magazine in front of the trigger, a longer barrel, and the namesake grip, and in some eyes it is shaped like a broom handle. Now it came with 6, 10, or 20 round magazines, and because the muzzle velocity was so high, the gun was improved out to almost 200 foot maximum effective range. Now, later models, however, began to sprout uh, various odd appendages, such as uh, wooden shoulder stocks that doubled as a carrying case, or holsters, or lengthened or widened the grips in barrels. Now, indeed, the, the length of the barrel in some of the models was so long, some derivatives could be considered carvings. L other variants included, in addition to the shoulder stock case, holsters that could accommodate a host of strange assortments like spare clips, cleaning tools, and other survival gear. Now, some examples have clips on the weapon to attach accessories. Uh, the very first model was produced in 1912 and was used throughout World War I, and it had a barrel length of five and a half inches and was uh, one of the derivative models that sported a shoulder stock and brown leather holster. Uh, the military models originally fired 7.63 uh, millimeter rounds, and, but the demands of the war forced makers to upgrade to the more powerful 9 millimeter. Now, uh, those models had a large uh, red number 9 engraved into their butts. That doesn't sound right, but that's how it was. Anyway and are among the most collectible C-96s, by the way. Uh, they weighed 2.69 pounds and had 10-round straight-box magazines and had a muzzle velocity of 1,420 feet per second for the 9 mils. Now, some C-96 variants even had fully automatic capabilities, but the rate of fire was so high on auto that a 20-round magazine was gone before the shooter could bring the weapon to bear on a downrange target. Handguns are not that well suited uh, to go full auto as uh, the recoil pushes the muzzle upwards and even in the hands of an expert, the ammo was usually spent before you could arrest the muzzle climb. Now on semi-auto, it was a different story as the pistol performed very well when fired singly or with bursts of uh, two or three rounds. Mauser manufactured approximately a million of these things between 1896 and 1939. But that number does not reflect the unknown thousands and perhaps millions produced in Spain and China. These uh, figures have been uh, largely lost to history because of poor record keeping from manufacturers in these countries. The list of wars and colonial insurrections that the weapon saw service in would make your eyes glass over, but notably, it was carried by Winston Churchill in the Battle of the uh, Omdurman Ethiopian Emperor Hale Selis Lawrence, also known as Lawrence Xavier, and uh, during his adventures in the Middle East, and of course Han Solo, 
Uh, Lucas chose the uh, C98 as a design for Han Solo's D44 Heavy Blaster. That was in the Star Wars trilogy. Now, the biggest end user uh, ended up being China initially during the Chinese Civil War and eventually as a military and police staple. The, uh, in China, the C-96, now called the Shanxi uh, Type 17, was unique in that it chambered in 45 ACP and nicknamed the Box Cannon due to the square shape of its internal magazine and that the fact that the weapon was carried in its own uh, box, actually a holster that doubled as a detachable stock. Other famous Chinese models were the Hangyang C-96 and the Type 80. The Spanish names were the Astra Model 900 and the super rare Royal MM-34 machine pistol. Now those things are rare and worth a lot of money. Now when the gun worked, it was a formidable weapon. But glaring design flaws held the gun back as shooters began to favor other modern semi-automatics. The first stumbling block, and uh, the one from which all other problems stemmed, was the device Dambly complicated cartridge feeding, feeding system. Rounds were fed f into the magazine in front of the trigger mechanism from above by means of a stripper clip. This system was clumsy, and but it worked. The uh, real problems came during the intricate set of internal processes that had to uh, be performed before a casing could be ejected and the next round chambered. Like many handguns, the bolt slid to and fro in, in a barrel extension. Upon firing the weapon, however, or more accurately pulling the trigger through, a locking assembly underneath the bolt would seal off the breech through a system of tongues. Delaying the bolt movement delayed the action by a split second and was meant to keep the, the chambered round closed until any built-up pressure had dropped to a safe level. After that, the bolt was allowed to move back in order to carry out the cycle of extracting and injecting, ejecting the spent round casing, and then reloading and recocking the weapon for subsequent use. That's courtesy of a return spring. Now, in sort of, in sort of boggles the mind, for what it's worth, the gun did work. It was just took very long to walk to get there, and this extremely complicated cartridge feed system caused so many problems in the field, field maintenance was almost out of the question, and it eventually led to the military's model's demise. They just said, enough of this shit. So anyway, the second reason for the, was the cost. Seeing how convoluted the mechanics of the gun were, it, it should come as no surprise the broom handle was downright expensive to manufacture. So expensive, in fact, it was totally cost-prohibitive to equip any sizable number of uh, group tr ground troops with them, and contributing to the fact that the C-96 was usually an officer's gun. But when the military brass moved on to designs like the Colt 1911, the broom handle began its steady demise now. Uh, as, as, as we talked about earlier, the uh, C-96 was mass-produced not only in Germany, but also in China and Spain, presenting a venerable minefield for the unwary historian or collector. The first issue 
a prospective collector has to contend with is this. Mauser never licensed the Chinese and Spanish versions, making these unauthenticated models less desirable on the collector's market than ones made in Germany. Though this is uh, not to say a foreign-made broom handle, like a rare Spanish royal, is worthless. No, I didn't say that, but they're not as worth as much as, as the real thing. Now, complicating things further is this uh, cold hard fact of all Mauser records burnt up in 1945 and the Allies took Germany, meaning even the Germans have a hard time authenticating whether a C-96 was actually made in the fatherland. Now, still, this doesn't uh, mean collecting broom handles is fruitless or a money pit. Uh, for starters, there were so many produced and so little documentation to support them, broom, hand broom handles are usually priced to move in shops and can be found at auctions and gun stores at reasonable prices. Now, secondly, the, there are indicators on the pistol that can determine the date and the country of origin. For example, if you come across a Mauser C96 with a faded red number 9 engraved into the butt, you've just found an original example of a 1912 run and uh, easily worth $10,000. Now finally, and once again because the gun's proliferation and lack of identifying paperwork, historians acknowledge that there are still broom handle pistols carried by historical figures that are known to exist but are currently floating, floating around lost on the market. The gun carried by Emperor, Emperor, Emperor uh, Salasis, uh, for example, is still out there and would fetch a pretty penny if it came to auction. Now, according to collectors, uh, would do well to close their history books when evaluating the C-96 uh, for purchase. Now. Uh, there's a lot to know about it, and a lot more, but it was a very interesting gun, and uh, a lot of important people carried it. And, uh, and from what I also found out, it was one of the first real semi-autos to come out. There's a couple others, that, but uh, I'll tell you what, that, that Borchardt C93 uh, was the first actual semi-automatic pistol, and this one was coming right behind it, and... Uh, it's actually, it was a good gun, but it was just finicky. But anyway, if you got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, you know, feel free to drop us a line at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke, all lowercase at yahoo.com. Or go to our Facebook page at Gunsmoke Gunsmoke. Upload some pictures. Show us what you're doing. Show us some targets. Show us you in action. <laughs> Love to see them. So until the next time, y'all take care.